Hello, my name is Grace Van Arkel, and I'm a senior agronomist within the Production Research Group based out of Grinnell, Iowa. You are listening to the Whisper Loud podcast, where we give folks a seat at the table to have candid conversations on careers and decisions faced by women in seed production. In the words of Martin Luther King Jr., find a voice in a whisper. Welcome to another episode of the Whisper Loud podcast, where we have candid chats about career progression, motivation, reservations, and those tough decisions or moments faced by women in seed production. Hey everyone, I am Bella Jacobson, and I am a seed service advisor located in Waco, Nebraska. I'm super excited to be here on this episode with my co-hosts, Christine and Eric. Christine and Eric, would you both like to introduce yourselves? Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode um, my name is Christine Ratska. I am currently a site lead at a soybean facility located in Missouri, and I'll pass it off to my co-host, Eric. Hi, good day, everyone. I'm Eric Rieger. I'm a row crop supply manager based out of St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks to the team for having me back again as a co-host. Today, we have an exciting guest for you all, Drew Yingling. Drew is currently the site lead at a commercial soybean manufacturing location in Stonington, Illinois. In his current role, he has overall ownership and responsibility for site safety, quality, cost, continuous improvement, operational strategy, and people leadership development. Additionally, he enjoys leading other key projects across the business and serves as a mentor to individuals outside of his own direct team. He is also a proud ally of WISP and a member of the WISP Advisory Council. Drew grew up on a hog, cattle, and grain farm in West Central Illinois and attended Western Illinois University, where he graduated with a bachelor's degree in agricultural science. Drew has 16 years of seed production experience and has navigated his career across several regions and production locations, including Mason City, Illinois, Redwood Falls, Minnesota, Boone, Iowa, St. Louis, Missouri, and Stonington, Illinois. While Drew's career keeps him very busy, he states his most important job in his life is being a husband to his wife, Alana, and dad to his son, Bentley, and three daughters, Linnea, McKenna, and Trista. He spends most of his leisure time supporting his kids in school and sports activities, as well as traveling, camping, hunting, fishing, or farming with his family. Welcome, Drew. We're excited for you to be here with us on this episode. You have come highly recommended by your peers as really a model leader, not only as an ally for women in seed production, but your entire team. We look forward to learning more about your leadership approach and exploring how you have built a foundation of trust and respect among diverse working groups. So thank you for joining us today. Is there anything you'd like to add before we dive a little deeper? Uh, No, nothing to add. Uh, It's great to be here and uh, thanks again for the invite. All right. Yeah. Thanks again for joining. And we're going to kick off with a question that as you may know, is core to this podcast, what is something you would never whisper, but you would always shout from the rooftops? Yeah, so mine is pretty simple. Um, I love this question, but I'd probably say respect others regardless of who they are. Um, And number one, it's the right thing to do. And number two, in my opinion, you know, respect is a foundation for just about everything at work and in life. Um, So I tell others to help lay the foundation. Uh, respect other people, uh, no matter who it is. I think that's awesome, Drew. And it's a great, um, you know, kind of 
philosophy when it comes to being a leader and kind of how you mentor and um, lead others and other groups. I guess with that being said, um, would you kind of consider that your leadership philosophy then when it comes to guiding others? Yeah, that's a really good question, Bella. And, uh, you know, I'd say it's definitely part of it. You know, for me as a leader, I really rate myself on on three things. And uh, those are, am I, am I respected, am I trusted, and am I effective? And really my belief, you know, the only way that I can truly be effective is if I've earned the respect and trust of others. Uh, but in order to earn those things, I have to give respect respect and trust others first. If I want to be an effective leader, uh, trust and respect have to be solid throughout my entire team. Um, but it all starts with me and how I act every day. So, you know, it's the same thing at home. If I want to be an effective dad or husband, you know, I've got to have the trust and respect of my family. Um, but it's, it's not just going to be handed to me uh, anywhere. I've got to go out and I have to earn it. I have to earn it every day. I think overall, that's a really good um, philosophy. Do you have any kind of pointers or anything on on how you do earn respect and trust with your peers or um, people on the floor? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's uh, a lot of different things that I try to do to build trust. Um, but one specific thing that I try to do each week, and I started this quite a while ago was, uh, you know, I try to ask different people that I work with um, for one thing that they're proud of themselves for. And I try to do this each week, um, you know, whether it's in, you know, one-on-one -on -one setting or really, really anywhere. Um, and to tie it to my personal life, I try to do this with my family as well. And, you know, sometimes it can be something very simple you know, some days, you know, people just need to be proud of themselves for showing up to work or school when they know that that day is going to be really tough, you know. Um, some days there are bigger things that we should be proud of where you finished off a really big project or you had a tough conversation. Um, but the reality is all those things are important and we need to make sure we're building each other up, you know, taking the time to see the value in ourselves and uh, giving each other the credit we deserve for doing some of those hard things. Yeah, overall, uh, I think that's a, a really good approach to it. Um, sometimes we tend to look at negative things in life always and not really focusing on the positive. So trying to bring out like, what you've most accomplished or your proudest accomplishment in the uh, past week is always always a good, good thing and um, good way to look at it. Uh, but according to, you know, in your bio, we kind of talked about highlighting that you are pretty involved in our uh, Women in Seed production or WISP network. And, um, you know, so you're highly respected in there. You are contributing a lot and you're committed to this organization. And we really appreciate and respect that. And um, we were just wondering if you're able to expand on your experience as an ally and why does this network interest you so much? Yeah, so it's been an awesome experience for me to be, you know, part of the WISP network more. And, uh, you know, a big reason why I'm interested in the network, you know, is, is really because I've had incredible women that have advocated for me uh, throughout my life. And, you know, it really starts at home for me, you know, with my incredible wife and three daughters. You know, they, they give me the confidence and courage 
that I need every day and uh, support me every step of the way and everything that I do. But I've also obviously been lucky enough to work alongside some amazing women in my career that encouraged me and, you know, built me up in ways that I needed. And uh, I really hope that I can do the same same for them and others that, that they did for me. But uh, again, it's just been an awesome experience. You know, I've, I've been able to meet a ton of people uh, that I don't get to work with every day and uh, see, see different strengths uh, of other people as well. But you know, I'll be honest, you know, it's been, uh, been humbling at times as well. So, you know, honest story, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, one of my team members came and asked me to, to be more involved with WISP. And, uh, you know, at first, you know, I knew I wanted to get involved, but I really didn't know where I fit. And uh, as I started to get a little bit more engaged, you know, I started to realize how much I didn't know pretty quickly about what was going on within the network and how I, I could get involved. And, you know, the humbling part was that I realized that there were members of my direct team that had been a part of the network for a while. And I realized that, uh, you know, quite frankly, I hadn't been supporting them the way that I could have been. I also realized that, you know, a couple of the women that I work with for most of my career and that I had a really deep respect for um, hadn't received all the support that I, I could have given them for several years as they started the network. Um, so again, it's very rewarding for me, um, but it's been also extremely humbling um, as I've gotten more involved. There's been a ton that I've learned. Um, and really, I, my hope is that other guys out there like me take something away from that and start asking more questions on how they can get engaged. I'm curious as you came to that realization you may not have been meeting all your team members needs in this case specifically a, a woman on your team how did that impact or change the way you led uh, whether it was the women in your organization or just across your entire team yeah so i mean i think one of the realizations that uh i came to you know, there's a long time where I didn't know how to get involved and then I kind of figured out how to get involved and then I, I didn't exactly know how to talk about it. And, um, you know, one of the ways that I kind of adjusted the way that I led was just understanding that I didn't have to be guarded, that there were opportunities for me to be vulnerable. Um, and some of the best advice that I ever really received from somebody is, is leadership is lonely, right? And, you know, there was a lot of those times throughout the, kind of the course of it where, you know, you, you don't know if you're the right guy. Like there's something that comes up and I've had several of those situations, you know, over the last couple of years where you kind of get asked to do things like this. And the first thing is, you know, that kind of comes to your mind is, you know, am I the right guy for it? And then something else comes up. And again, there's that kind of self-doubt of, you know, am I the right guy? And you start to realize pretty quick that you are the right guy. And um, again, leader, when, when it comes to leadership being lonely, you know, leadership was never meant to be about you. It was meant to be about other people. So showing up for other people, um, making sure that uh, you're putting your best foot forward um, and doing the right thing uh, for, for others. And, um, you know, again, you know, back to my earlier point, I hope that there are guys out there that'll kind of take 
something away from that, from that and uh, understand that that they are the right guy, um, that there's nobody better to do it than them. And uh, it's a great opportunity to get engaged and, and show up in the right way. You kind of made a statement there, Drew, um, that I want to dive into a little bit more um, just around like kind of leadership and, um, you know, kind of creating that diverse um, work workforce or I guess even team, if you want to say. Um, but diversity, you know, seems like it plays a huge part um, in your team and you kind of take that pretty seriously. Can you, I guess, just expand on maybe how that's impacted your team by taking that a little more seriously? Yeah, you bet. Um, yeah, so, I mean, when it comes to, you know, diversity within my team and the realization that I've had, you know, most of the best working relationships that I've ever had were with people that were completely different than me. Um, and when we were different, I saw things in them that they didn't see in themselves. And they helped me see things in myself that, that I never saw. And as a team, you know, when we all recognize each other's strengths, it produced that trust and respect, but it also produced some amazing results. So, um, and that was not only for us, but, but for everyone um, on the team. And I'll give you a good example. Um, you know, it was just a quick story from several years ago. You know, I had a, a couple of open roles on, on my team and, you know, my, my leader asked me what I was looking for. And I just said, quite frankly, somebody completely different than me. You know, we've already got one of me and we don't need any more of them. Um, but one thing that I did was, you know, even though I was looking for somebody that was completely different than what I was, I wrote down the core values that I was looking for in the candidates. Uh, and we used those uh, throughout the selection process. And it was easy because these were also uh, my core values that I wrote down. These were the things that were important to me. And, uh, you know, several weeks later, we ended up filling the roles and uh, with two absolute rock stars. And uh, they were like a complete 180 from me. Um, but just having that diversity of thought, different ideas, different leadership styles, you know, even though we were completely different about every way, um, we also shared most of those same core values and uh, those shared values also generated a lot of trust and respect between us. And it really set, you know, the three of us in that specific situation and the whole team up for a lot of success. I think that's really cool. I think it's a good, you know, representation that our strengths can be different, but we can still value the same things um, and still create, you know, a really good successful team. So I think that's that's super cool. Um, one other thing that I would like to um, dive into a little bit more here too is, you know, I've had the the pleasure of talking with you and connecting with you outside of this podcast, and you made an analogy um, once that kind of hit home with me um, that I think the listeners would like to hear a little bit more, and that's, you know, honestly going a little bit back on your respect piece and kind of that how you use that as your foundation, um, you know, to maybe a home that you create. So when you think about your team and your successful team and the diverse team and that foundation of respect, um, how does that analogy kind of play out in your mind? Yep. No, I'm glad you asked about that. And, uh, 
you know, I talk quite a bit about creating an environment where people feel safe. And uh, I like to use the analogy of a house um, with respect as the foundation and the walls and the roof are built out of trust. And if you can build a solid structure with both of those things, um, then the people inside the house feel safe and protected. And if people feel protected, uh, they want to stay. And after a while, new people also want to come in. Um, but as the leader of the house, um, you know, we, I have to make sure that respect and trust stays and that the house always stays together as a collective unit. And if it stays together, it also protects the house from bigger threats on the outside of it. You know, competition down the road, right, that that uh, might be hoping that that uh, house will uh, implode, if you will, but uh, it protects the others from the threats on the outside of it. And uh, and this applies to a lot of things. You know, the house can be your team. You know, it could be your, your site, your entire organization, your entire company, or your own home. Uh, but it really starts with that foundation of respect and then building the walls up and, and uh, covering the roof with, with that trust. I, I like that analogy. And I think it, it, like you said, it, it can fit a lot of different things and scenarios. Has there ever been um, a time where maybe that trust was broken? So the walls were, were tear down, tore down, but however, you know, you can always repair walls and, and rebuild that has, have you ever had, uh, had that happen to you? in your time in leadership so far? Yeah, definitely. I think the the funny thing about, you know, respect and trust both for sure is, you know, you can work every single day uh, to gain those and to give those, but uh, they can be lost in a split second. And, um, you know, I've definitely had those situations where I'll give you a perfect example. We um, We were talking a little bit the other day um, you know, just about, you know, how, how do we make sure that we're giving trust to everybody? And, um, you know, the specific example popped up where, you know, it, once upon a time is like, well, you know, this individual didn't trust us. And my question back to others were, well, did we trust the individual, right? It's a two-way street. So when you think about, you know, if somebody trusts you and what you're saying, um, you first have to take ownership and, and think through, like, am I giving the trust to this individual that they deserve? You know, am I going out and am I asking them, you know, about things other than work? Am I giving them the freedom to operate and the space to grow and challenge them with new things? And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of those situations where you kind of have to take a little bit of a look in the mirror when... Um, you know, somebody says, you know, well, this person doesn't trust you. Well, you've, for me personally, I'm thinking like, what have I done to not give trust to that person so that they trust me? And, um, you know, I think there's, again, there's been tons of those different situations for me. Um, but that was one the other day that just kind of popped up where it was like, you know, there's a good opportunity for us to look in the mirror and think, hey, are we given all the trust that we possibly can so that we're getting that in return? Yeah, I 
I appreciate that comment. I feel like uh, trust and psychological safety is very important as a leader. And then also just having that self-reflection and awareness around what can I do differently as a leader. Um, so I, I appreciate that. How have you worked that in as like a habit of what you do every day? You, you touched on a few things as the conversation's gone on. You talked about being at home. You got to kind of walk the walk, you know, making sure you're taking care of those uh, within your house. You know, use that method or analogy with the foundation. So you, after 16 years of work experience and how, how have you developed to where you are today and what are steps you took along the way to get where you are was, or were these things that just, you've always kind of gone on this path and had the same values or how have those developed over time? No. Um, so, I mean, definitely developed over time. Um, and the, the reality is, is like my continual development to your point, Eric, I mean, with all of it, I, I have to practice it every day and I have to do these things when nobody's watching me do it. You know, that's the most important thing. Um, so when the mic drops here, you know, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go out and I'm going to have to practice it every single day. Right. Um, but what I really figured out early on in my career, so, you know, I was, uh, changing roles and moving to different locations every year and a half, every two years. And what I really figured out is I, I had second in everything. And I tell that to a lot of people when coming into new roles and maybe they don't fully understand, you know, the whole process and the business and everything and like just just focus on the people first the process will come and uh for me personally where i started to develop is you know even though i had a very introverted personality like i knew that i had to get out there and the only way that i was going to be successful was by building relationships with the people that knew how to do the work and that could teach me um, so every time that I started a new role, it was like, even though it was tough, went out there, you met everybody you possibly could. And you were just like a sponge, right? You, you soaked up all the information you could, you asked questions while you could. And those are maybe the things that I challenge myself with to, to put other people first before anything else and to ask the right questions, to develop that trust and those relationships with with anybody that I possibly could. And I knew that if I developed that respect and that trust, that was the only way that I was gonna be successful. And I've carried that over into other things that I do today. And, and you know, as far as building trust with people that I work with, very, very rarely do I go out uh, in the facility and ask people what's going on uh, with something work-related. You know, I can walk up and I can kind of see what's going on, what people are working on. Typically, I go up and I ask people, um, you know, what's going on with something at home, you know, to develop that trust, how's the family, you know, things out completely outside of the scope of what we do here. And those are the things that I've tried to focus on as I've, I've tried to build that relationship and trust is getting to, to know people on a personal level and, uh, and kind of how they how they work so I can build that trust and respect. No, I think that's a that's a very good comment. Um, you know, it, it does help getting to know someone on a personal level to just um just to build that trust. Uh makes it pretty easy. You know, at the end of the day, all the 
everyone is just a person. They have a life outside of their work. You know, they spend a lot of their time at work. However, you know, they still go home to, you know, maybe a family or, or somebody at home who cares about them. So um, I think if you show that you are, you know, showing you care and respect for them just as much as the people at home do, that makes them feel appreciated and want to come to work every day and, and trust you. So it seems like you're being pretty successful with it too so far. Yeah, I second what Christine says. And I think, you know, you have a really great leadership philosophy and a system of beliefs that, you know, could really help guide and lead um, a successful team and, and leaders um, with very similar, you know, core principles and values. And I think that speaks speaks a lot for itself. So I want to go ahead um, and kind of wrap up for today. But Drew, we just want to thank you for being a champion for diversity and inclusion, being a mentor, and being a person of positive influence. We've really enjoyed the discussion today. I will ask, though, is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with? I just want to say thank you again for the invite. You know, y'all are awesome. I appreciate everything you do. You know, you should all be very proud of yourselves for uh, continuing to move this forward. Um, but, um, you know, a little plug here too, you know, if uh, anyone's interested in allyship, you know, please reach out, love to talk with you, uh, see what we can do to, to keep supporting each other um, as we move forward. So again, just really, truly appreciate the time and, and for the invite today.